With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Listen to Sports Radio 100.3 The Team from anywhere you go. Real-time scores and headlines, a feed of our social networking sites, event calendar with station appearances and upcoming broadcast schedule, and our show host blogs. It's all online, TeamMyrtleBeach.com. Welcome back. Good Thursday morning to you. A chilly Thursday morning here on the Grand Strand. Stay warm out there. I'm your host, Aaron Marks, Pat Payone. Handling the studio production, also manning the Twitter account for us. Got a couple poll questions for you that we've thrown out today. Number one, what do you want to see Peyton Manning do? What should Peyton Manning do next? Play football? Keep playing football or something else? Let me know your thoughts on that on uh, Twitter. And also a conversation we'll get into later on. We'll discuss the most important free agent on a variety of NFL rosters. But for the Carolina Panthers, who do you think is the most important free agent now that Josh Norman has been franchise tagged. Who's the guy that you think they absolutely need to get re-signed either now or once the new league year begins? Because the thing is, you know, right now uh, teams can negotiate with their guys. You just can't talk to other players. But at this point, now that the franchise tags have been handed out, a lot of players will say, eh, I'm going to wait and see what other offers come. You know, they, they might have an offer on the table from their current team. We talked about Mike Tolbert a moment ago. Does he even have an offer? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there haven't been any reports. We know that he wants to be in Charlotte. And a lot of fans in the Carolinas want him to stick around. But Dave Gettleman had some really curious answers where his name was not included at all last week at the Combine when asked about the running back core and also about the fullback position. So I'm not sure how he feels about Mike Tolbert being on the roster and if he feels he's as important of a free agent as maybe some other guys would be. So we'll get into that conversation coming up here in just a little bit. I uh, want to talk about alcohol sales at college stadiums because this is news here today. Uh, the Florida Gators are going to become the latest team to start offering beer and wine sales at their football and basketball venues for the 2016 season. Now, something important to clarify here. Many, 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 dare I say, I mean, I'm not going to say all because I can't speak for every university in the country, but everyone that I've known of, that I've been in the stadium and seen how their operations run, which has been a fair number of stadiums, offers alcohol in their suites and boxes. So that's already available, but that's something where it's pre-purchased ahead of time, or the university is taking care of their uh, their sponsors, and they're offering them these suites, and they come fully equipped with food and drinks and everything like that. This is the idea of taking the alcohol sales outside of the suites and the boxes and taking it to the snack bar, taking it to uh, be available for anyone to be able to walk up and say, hey, I want a beer, and you can buy a beer right then and there. Now, a few years ago, this was extremely rare. In fact, I'm not sure if we go back, say, 10 years, I don't know if anybody in an on-campus stadium was offering alcohol sales. And I actually thought 
when I was in college, I thought that it wasn't allowed. I thought it was an NCAA rule that uh, you couldn't sell alcohol on campus. Well, it turns out either the rule changed or I was wrong about that. It was just something that nearly all universities stayed away from because it carried with it a lot of liability that the universities didn't want to deal with. Now, if you were a team that played in an NFL stadium, for example, like the University of Pittsburgh plays at the Steelers Stadium, like if you went to a bowl game down at the Superdome in New Orleans, if you were to go to a place like that, alcohol sales would be available. I remember uh, Virginia Tech going to play up at the Redskins Stadium in early season games. And all the fans would get excited because they're like, hey, we don't have to uh, buy all the beer ahead of time and drink before the game. We can actually drink in the game. How cool is that? You know, people get way too excited about the ability to buy an $8 beer inside the Redskins Stadium. But they did. They did. They got excited. So these days, universities are looking for more revenue streams. Cost of running these programs is skyrocketing. We've got full cost of attendance at Power 5 schools that have to be accounted for. You've got facilities that everybody has to stay ahead of the game and be upgrading to compete with other schools in their conference. A lot of money's going out the door. And yet, the money coming in isn't that different. You know, we talk a lot, or people talk a lot about, you know, the cost of going to school, and we wonder why uh, that's increasing. But when you look at athletic departments, you can only increase your sponsor dollars so much year over year. You know, there's a point where you go to a sponsor and you keep upping the charge on them, and they say, no, I'm not going to keep doing this. I want to pay what I paid last year or something closer to it. So you can only increase so much. Uh, ticket sales, your stadium is only so big. Now, you can expand your stadium. But many of these stadiums are already incredibly massive stadiums that really are to the point where they can't be expanded much more. So your ticket sales are capped. So where can you go? Where's a new area that you can go and find revenue that you've never had before? Selling some beer at a game. And so we're starting to see a lot of schools go this route. Florida is joining a growing list that includes in Power 5 conferences Louisville and Syracuse. Uh, Maryland and Minnesota of the Big Ten, Texas and West Virginia of the Big 12. In the Sun Belt, Troy offers alcohol sales at their 30,000-seat stadium. And they see upwards of $2 profit for every $5 beer that they sell. In a 30,000-seat stadium where you're making the sales available to everybody there, that's pretty significant. So this is something that we're going to continue to see a trend on. Right now, Florida is only going to do it for premium uh, seat holders. So at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, fans on the Holloway Touchdown Terrace and Evans Champions Club will be able to purchase beer and wine until the start of the third quarter. And then fans in the Sideline Club and Courtside Club of the O'Connell Center will get the same treatment until the start of the second half of games there. Pat, i got to be thinking, or i got to think, that Florida is... They don't want to jump full-fledged into it because they've never done it before. And a lot of schools, you're nervous because you've got uh, people who you maybe don't have ultimate control over at these snack bars. And you want to come up with a system. You want to make sure that the checking of IDs is proper. And, and you, want to, you want to cover yourself because there's a lot of liability that comes with this. So i got to think that Florida is starting off with these premium seat holders. But this will expand very quickly. I mean, if you're going to do it, why wouldn't you do it in the entire stadium and maximize the revenues? But they're just going to start off this way for a year. The story doesn't say that, but that's my belief on the whole thing. Hey, you got to think that. They'll see how, how well it's going. And, uh, 
uh, the <laughs> who doesn't want to make more money? Uh, that's that's the bottom line. It is is it going to be a huge profit for schools around the nation, and people are going to follow uh, this model and other schools' models models as well to increase their sales at their stadium. So I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see this you know nationally in the next five six years. West Virginia reported a profit, a profit of five hundred thousand dollars this past year in just beer sales alone. And I think that's just from football. That's football only. That does not include basketball. I don't know if West Virginia is offering. There, there's a, there's more schools offering uh, beer sales at football games than basketball games. Florida is going to become the fifth SEC school to offer beer sales somewhere in the stadium uh, at football games. Just the third SEC school to offer beer and wine sales at basketball games. So I don't know what West Virginia is doing, but I believe that profit of 500000 is beer sales alone, not including wine. And is it football only? And that is a profit that they showed in their first year of offering this. And you know something else kind of crazy is that one other thing that in another article from a, a you know like a month or, or two ago, West Virginia reported less incidents of people being drunk and doing stupid things. Because what was happening was you had fans tailgating in the lot and thinking, okay, we can't drink when we get to the game, so we're going to drink as much and as fast as possible before we get to the game so that we can get in the right state of mind to be crazy football fans. And then they would do really stupid things. Now you've got fans going, I can buy a beer at the game. So maybe I don't have to you know, chug down three beers before going into the stadium. Maybe I don't have to do anything stupid like that. I don't know. I, I can't really explain it, but that just seems to make the most sense to me. And they've actually reported less alcohol-related incidents since starting to introduce beer sales at the stadium. That's kind of interesting. So you've got less alcohol incidents. You're making a profit of $500,000. I definitely see more schools starting to go this route uh, here in the near future. All right, let's take a quick time out. We'll kick it off with the information you need to know, your sports, your news, your weather update. When we come back, uh, who are the number one seats in the NCAA tournament? Also, Bubble Watch. We'll do a little bracketology with you coming up next. Right now, it's time for your National Sports Report. <laughs> 